Good morning. It's an amazing day in Dubai. Uh, we are registering a new episode of the uh, Propeller Podcast. Uh, the first season, as you know, is dedicated to um, startups uh, that are able to leverage mega trends and scale uh, abroad from UAE and Dubai. So we met some fantastic startups so far, but today we have a really interesting conversation, a little bit out of the um, of this theme and this subject. I have an amazing uh, guest that is Mr. Khaled Maldi. Um, hi, Khaled, how are you? Good morning. I'm good, I'm good, thank you. It's Mahdi, by the way. Mahdi, no apologies. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, the, uh, so Khaled is a senior uh, franchise consultant. Um, it has a very extensive uh, experience at uh, senior executive level, level in, uh, in companies. Um, uh, and uh, afterwards he will give us a little bit of, uh, of his background and story up to this po point. So what we are going to discuss today um, is um, uh, franchising, what it is and what it stands for, and uh, why it's never mentioned as top of mind from uh, new entrepreneurs or uh, existing entrepreneurs or a, a way of growth uh, for, uh, uh, for an existing business. Uh, we will try to um, demystify a little bit the concept around uh, franchising with, uh, with, uh, with Khaled. So thanks a lot, Khaled, to be with us uh, today. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, Khaled, I would like to start a little bit with your, uh, with your story so far, uh, pointing out two, three key moments in your uh, career uh, up to uh, Dubai and now where we are talking. 35 years and a few seconds it's, it's uh, not easy to compress of course um, I'll, I'll start from the end I, i've been in dubai for um, eight years now um, i came here as an employee with a, with a, a, a very uh, prominent saudi group uh, that is headquartered in, in, in dubai um, and then I, I left their employment and did my own thing and moved into franchising the probably the the, the my take if i have a look back at, at the 30 plus years of working is that um, I've worked in many many countries um, UK Jordan um, Africa um, sub-Saharan Africa so not uh, MENA um, um, GCC in Iraq where I was born um, and I left many years ago um, and that gave me a very global and uh, flexible outlook on uh, um, everything um, I have worked a lot with SMEs. I've, I've um, created an NGO that looks after the private sector. Um, and um, if I'm passionate about anything, I'm passionate about the um, SME sector and how to help them um, um, grow. Fantastic. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, yes, it's definitely not easy to condensate uh, so long career and varied uh, career. But it was important just to mention um, the level um, of outlook again uh, that you have uh, on all sectors of business and all industries. Um, let's talk about franchising as well, uh, because it's all about companies at the end. It's all about the business model of companies. And so um, when I speak with peers, with peers entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs already that have been able to scale the business, franchising is never mentioned as a way of growing or developing further uh, the business. Um, let's define, if possible, what is franchising is, if it can be done in a few, in a few words, uh, just to set the tone of the conversation. What I would like to have a really the perspective from the franchisor perspective, 
for everyone that listens to us, the franchisor is the owner of the of the franchising. Correct. Um, the business model from where the franchising is developed, from the, the seminal idea, let's call it in this way. And so from that perspective, to understand what is a franchising business model. Okay. Um, I'm sure if we Google that, we, we will get um, a few uh, um, definitions, but they're all um, end up being the same. <laughs> franchising is a, um, is a concept that is adopted by um, organizations or businesses or individuals as a strategy for expansion. Probably that's the, the, the shortest um, um, uh, explanation of it. Um, what does that mean? Um, it means that you standardize your operations in a way that can be explained to anybody in a, in a relatively short um, time um, for them to duplicate it and achieve the same result, usually in a different location. So that is the, the, the idea. As to if you want me to answer why it's not mentioned by startups and, and the prominent or young entrepreneurs that you speak to, there are a few reasons. Um, there's a wide misconception that franchising is about food and beverage. Exactly, yes. That we were going to mention, but thanks a lot for anticipating. Yeah? This, is, this is something that um, is understandable. If you walk in, into a mall um, um, where, we, where, where, where we are, or in a high street in, in, in Europe, you'll see a lot of um, franchises. Uh, the Starbucks and the McDonald's and the Burger King and the Domino's and, and of the world, they, they dominate uh, that. People think that franchising is about food. It's not about food. Um, probably 30, 35% of um, the, the well-known franchises are food, which is a big uh, percentage, but you have a lot of uh, um, successful franchises in other areas, whether it's in retail or B2B um, concept. But definitely, so this is reason number one. Reason number two is that even if you're in a food um, um, industry and you're a um, startup, you are not, most probably, you're not aware that your business can be franchised in a, in a cost-effective um, manner and in a, in a relatively uh, short period of time. Um, and that's why we are here, franchise consultants, to, to help you understand and to make you do it. Uh, fantastic. So you mentioned these two major factors of why franchising is not fully understood. Or uh, the opportunity of franchising is not seen at the right moment. Uh, if you look at uh, the steps or the stages of growth of life cycle of a startups, um, we can identify specific um, moments where standardization of business processes or business ideas, branding, um, achieve a specific scale um, such in a way that franchising would be a natural development of the business. The natural association for a person about franchising, yes, you mentioned uh, food and beverage, and it comes to mind always the same names, McDonald's, Burger King's, Domino's mm -hmm. Pizza. Yes. There's a lot of marketing behind also uh, those franchising chains, isn't it? So the one, of course, they're able to present themselves also as a business opportunity, not only as a consumer product. Um, but but if, I, if I may just add one thing, remember that those big names that you mentioned would not have been that big 
had it not been to franchising. Franchising is what made them big. It's not the other way around. It's not they are um, big and they became a franchise. They became a, a big because they are a franchise. Fantastic. That's very interesting. You said always, um, and we mentioned McDonald's, that McDonald's, in reality, the business model of McDonald's is a real estate and not correct and not a food and beverage business. Uh, franchising changes the business model of a company when it's chosen to uh, taken as a route for growth uh, or strategic growth of a business. Um, but let's, let's take a step back. The first moments when you approach, let's say, a new client uh, that approaches you, uh, they're already thinking at uh, franchising as a new uh, strategic uh, uh, growth way. Um, and so what starts? It starts a, a period of study, correct? Of uh, reciprocal study of uh, of the business model to understand how to achieve standardization. And I'm, I'm, did I made it too simple? Uh, or <laughs> No, no, it is it is not complicated. You haven't made it too simple. Okay. It, you probably simplified it more, but there are two types of uh, clients that we deal with. Um, one, the client that comes to us who wants to be franchised. And they usually, usually, the, the um, seed is planted by their customers. It's a, it's a startup, it's a successful business, regardless of their uh, um, sector. And um, their clients and customers keep telling them, why don't you have another branch or why don't you do that more often? And so the seed is plant, planted um, and they come to us saying, um, I want to, to franchise. Um, either because they cannot afford to open other branches, it costs them a lot, um, and usually we deal with um, SMEs, and, and they're not, um, um, as you know, SMEs always cash flow is, is an issue, even if you're very successful. The other type is that the ones that we identify and we go to and we speak to and, and we plant the seed of franchising because they are totally unaware that even though they're successful and they're growing, expansion can be achieved by franchising. Um, the first thing we do is to make sure that they are what they say they are. So it's not an acid test, but it is a sort of a, a very quick test where we need to make sure that um, they, are, they are as successful as they think they are. They are either as profitable as they claim they are or that the trajectory of their PNL um, is definitely a healthy one because we will be responsible about recruiting franchisees and we will be on the front line. So what we say should be, um, 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 we carry out a, a very quick due diligence on, on, on what is. Um, and, and, th and that's it. Once we determine that they are who they are um, uh, claiming to be um, and they are successful, uh, the prototype they have is, is a profitable, successful, um, they have proven the concept then I can say almost any business is franchisable. Oh, that, that's very interesting. Uh, the translation of business processes and all the aspects regarding a specific company in manuals. Manuals is actually a physical, a tangible result of this process, correct? Correct. Uh, means um, uh, review with, uh, with your potential client, all their processes, all these aspects, and uh, uh, write it down uh, physically in a, in a textbook uh, that would be actually the Bible for the future franchisee. Do you help also the businesses in this mod moment, correct? Absolutely, they are not absolutely. ready for that. Um, 
every business, no matter how small, has a system. Now, how well documented that system is dif differs from business to business. You may you may have a kiosk and, and you, you you sell uh, karak chai, <laughs> and you're very successful and you have an IP. You, you you're well known. You have a system in your mind. You haven't written it down. Um, you may be um, franchisable. So we will help you um, repackage your, your model as a franchise and we will, um, um, I wouldn't say fully write the, the manual for you, but we will document um, and, and take it out of your brain and, and put it in. And so there are, this is the, the extreme level, but there are businesses that, are, that have their systems, the, the SOPs, they're well documented. And that makes life easier for us because then it's a matter of um, collating and, and uh, organizing the systems that they have in what is called the, the operation manual, which is, by the way, also in, in today's world is more, more virtual than, than, uh, than physical. paper, yeah. dimension paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you consult a business, your relationship, um, I would imagine most of the time is with the founder or the core team of a specific business. Um, is it correct? These are usually correct. the... It has to be a decision maker. Okay. It's a strategic decision that a business takes. So um, usually, um, yes, a founder or the major shareholder or the um, CEO or MD um, um, that we, we speak to. Um, and uh, these counterparts usually, uh, you said the one way um, is uh, that the uh, relationship start with your clients is a direct approach from uh, a founder or core team of a business. Uh, they planted the seed um, or the seed, sorry, planted by, by a customer. Why you don't develop a new, in a new branch in another location? Um, how many times, um, let's say, this relationship end in a positive outcome in developing actually a franchise opportunity for them? How many? Um, I guess can you mean percentage. Percentage, yes. Can we quantify? Well, I meet with a lot of uh, uh, business owners, founders um, across the board, and I would say probably single digits. Uh, okay. Okay. Are, are the one. <laughs> I mean, um, um, again, it, it may take a while for that seed to become something um, tangible inside a person's head. So the first meeting, um, uh, between, between the first and second meeting, they could be six or eight or nine months. And the second meeting, they are more convinced because they have thought about it. So we plant the seed and, and we, we leave. It makes business sense, um, but it's a choice. It's a strategic choice. So we don't push, we don't, um, um, we don't sell that. Yeah. Uh, there is also a starting point. You mentioned uh, the first approach you start a period of study of the business, uh, understand the financials um, and all the systems already existing. Um, we are meeting uh, as part of the Propeller podca podcast a lot of successful uh, or start to be successful uh, startups. Um, and we know how chaotic are the first life stages of a startup maybe not 100% uh, of everything can be formalized, already a system very well uh, defined. Um, and so this would be potentially a barrier for the business uh, to overcome, I guess, to be ready to be franchised, correct? So it's the formalization of the business. Correct. Um, 
Let's talk about uh, cases of success in your career as, as a senior consultant for uh, franchising companies. Um, and you said, of course, that you recruit also franchisees. Yes. Uh, so you work also on the other side when you need to recruit uh, potential businesses that are joining the franchise. Um, you, you saw a lot, all the array uh, of, mm -hmm. uh, of franchising opportunities. Um, do you have a, a one or two examples of successful? A successful, I mean, uh, someone or franchise that has been able to achieve all the goals that has been set at the start. Um, yes, more, more than one or two. Um, and we, we, when I say recruit franchisees, the, 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 we, we choose the word carefully because we, you don't sell a franchise. Okay. You recruit a franchisee. It's a two-way street. You need to make sure that um, when a franchise is there, that um, the, the companies or businesses or people who are interested in um, investing in a, in a franchise are suitable for And there's a, there's a certain profile of people that are suitable for that. Um, people who, who invest in a franchise um, want to own a business but don't want to be on their own in the business. So, so that is sort of, it sum, sums it up. Um, and yes, we, we, when I work with a client, um, it's the full cycle. It can be one or two uh, parts of the cycle, but we usually assess the business, um, provide the documentation and the um, operation manual, the franchise agreement template, the marketing material for the franchise, and then um, take on the recruitment process. And it's not an easy um, uh, process, recruitment of franchisees. Uh, in today's world, there are a lot of window shopping and people who are express interest, um, and then they walk away. So it's a really arduous uh, and, and long process that we take. And the in franchise recruitment, franchisee recruitment, I would say the um, success rate is less than one percent usually okay. so um, you can imagine so every maybe 150 um, um, people um, who express interest you'll get one um, to answer your question about um, um, success stories yep plenty what comes to mind is um, <laughs> um, uh, um, a, st a startup maybe six seven years ago um, a lady in the UK who had passion for brownies and they um, together with her husband oh they're lovely they're really tasty <laughs> <laughs> they, they are and then um, she opened up a, a, um, a small um, uh, cafe but specializing in, in brownies very small one and somewhere in the north of england um, to cut a long story short instead of opening another branch once she um, um, found that um, the concept and the taste um, is loved by, by by her customers and there were queues outside the door of that small place instead of opening another branch they went into franchising five years later they have 20 branches across the uk and they are growing and they are aiming to be international that is a, a, a very simple this is again food and beverage there's another one that um, um, uh, provides decking and um, uh, verandas outdoor verandas for um, it was uh, more established, but probably within the period of two and two and a half years, even during COVID, they managed to um, franchise, um, if I'm not mistaken, 15 um, outlets within two and a half years. Fantastic. Well, you mentioned before that in potentially any business can be franchised. Um, 
it means really creatively looking at the business and potentially looking at the way to grow that is not being fought. Uh, maybe something not apparent uh, to, the, to the management team. Uh, for example, you mentioned verandas and decking, is it correct? Yes. This, oh, fantastic. Never thought about it, an opportunity for, um, for franchising. Um, but Khaled, you have um, a very privileged um, uh, overlooking across multiple regions and countries and uh, geographies. Um, and of course, there are uh, countries where historically the franchising model is more developed and more mature. And this is a, really a personal comment. You mm-hmm. not, uh, might not agree or not with that. I do agree. I'm thinking about the US, the UK, the concept of a high street. Um, but we are in Dubai and we will try, of course, to help and serve opportunities for, uh, for entrepreneurs and businesses in Dubai. Uh, in a broader sense, uh, Dubai and Middle East. Let's look at the Middle East. Um, what's really the actual situation and status regarding the franchising industry in the Middle East and in particular in Dubai? I think there is a, in my personal opinion, um, there's a bit of a slow transformation in the franchise uh, playing field in, in, in Dubai um, in particular, uh, more than the, the Middle East. Um, historically, and, and it's, no, it's not a, a long history as we know, I mean, we're talking about it, a couple of decades maybe, the big boys are the ones who, who controlled the, the franchising world. Um, and understandably, if, if you're a, a well-known brand in, in, in the U.S. or in um, Europe and you want to enter the Middle East or, or Dubai um, or enter the Middle East via Dubai, which, which uh, a lot did, you want um, a master franchisee who will take care of everything and who knows the laws of the land and, and who is culturally more um, sensitive and aware. You don't want to deal with, with um, um, single territory franchises when, um, and, and there could be hundreds of them. Um, and in order to have a master franchise, you need to have um, a deep pocket and you need to have <laughs> a, a well-established uh, roots and a business here. Now there is a, a, a focus on uh, the SMEs. Um, individuality is, is, is more important now. Um, so you see that there is a, a, a rise in franchising where you're selling to the individual, where a startup by way of franchising is, is being created and I think that's a big big uh, uh, um, development because that will serve the economy looking at a macro level SMEs are the biggest em- em- employer worldwide even um, anywhere in the world okay it's Very the SMEs that that, that yeah. are um, it's not the big boys it's not the Apple and the Microsoft that, mm-hmm. that employ they employ a lot but if, if you look at any country in the world you see not less than 70% of the employment is generated by SMEs. So that is very important uh, um, change um, um, uh, in here. Um, if you look at next door, um, Saudi Arabia, they are really, really, in my opinion, doing a, a great job when it comes to franchising. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about homegrown um, local businesses. Fantastic. So you see a, a really a clear direction or directory of growth in Saudi Arabia for franchising, starting from SMEs concepts. Yes. Is it correct? Yes. In a particular industry or? <coughs> no, um, they have an initiative that um, I'm aware of. Um, 
the government, uh, together with the government on um, um, social bank, where they have um, the whole project is to identify um, not less than 50 or 60 uh, businesses, non-sector specific, and to um, repackage them as a franchise and help them grow nationally, regionally, and internationally. Fantastic. Um, uh, utilizing consultants um, and third parties um, and, and providing access to finance. It's, it's a very well thought of um, uh, a project that will end up having um, not less than 50 businesses that will grow exponentially by way mm -hmm. of franchising. Fantastic. Uh, very interesting. What you mentioned about the, uh, let's say, the near past of uh, Dubai and UAE in general. Um, we are thinking about mainly industry like uh, garments, clothing, uh, F&Bs. Um, I imagine that for a founder uh, to decide to start and develop a franchising, um, needs to really accept the moment of depersonalization of the business. If you are a founder, you identify yourself with the business, with the, your brand that you develop with your concept. Um, so franchising really, we mentioned before, standardization of processes and systems. Um, do you see this barrier and challenge for founders and core team to accept franchising as a way of growing? Um, you mean that they need to separate themselves from their from the business? From yes, the exactly. Business. Yeah. Um, so you are a sort of psychologist as well, of founders. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we, actually, <laughs> I, I tell um, quite a few of my clients that um, you need to deal with me as a, as a therapist or as a doctor <laughs> because we need to know the bad before the good. Uh, mm. it, it's very important, and you don't go to a doctor and, and, and hide what, what's uh, bad in, in, in your body. You, you, so it's the same thing because nobody's perfect, no business is perfect, and um, we have to be transparent. Now to answer your question whether, I think regardless of franchising, if you are to become a successful um, business owner you need to separate yourself from the business entity. Mm. That, is, that is a very important because ego can be fatal in, in a business. If ego um, is associated with your business, then at some stage you will make a mistake because you are taking a decision for the wrong reasons. Um, so um, yes, if you cannot separate yourself from your business, you're not fit to become a franchisor you need to make sure that your loyalty lies to the business and this is a separate entity. Your business is a separate entity. And franchising principally is about IP, intellectual property. Mm -hmm. This is the most, I mean, this is the common, there are many, many uh, different franchise um, uh, models. There is a white labeling, which is very, uh, it's not very common, but in a non-white labeling franchise, it's the IP. You're giving your intellectu intellectual property, your name, your brand, to others to operate under. Um, so you have to let go a bit because they will deal with, with, with your um, business as if they own it. Um, uh, fantastic, very interesting. So we talk about therapy as well for founders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Within all, yes. The, all, the, all the things, of course, that a founder needs to consider uh, when he's developing the business. Um, I believe that it's always important also to ask help from outside. Um, sometimes uh, um, the, the first stages, um, apart of course the difficulties, the practical difficulties, 
related to financing or uh, systems recruiting um, really um, try to double check or um, having a counterpart with which you know you can uh, um, uh, run through your ideas are fundamental um, and um, uh, beyond the franchising i think is one of the major barriers for founders sometimes you have an idea you get stuck with it you believe there is only way of growth is what you imagine uh, while instead franchising and uh, thanks a lot of course for intro introducing us to to the processes and uh, the complexity uh, of of the of the of the study that is behind developing a franchising model um, it's fundamental because it really gives you a perspective that maybe you didn't think about it before or is not really the most uh, the most apparent one um, let's think now uh, to the advantages if i'm a, a so we go beyond uh, the role of a franchisor, uh, you said, of course, that you're recruiting uh, franchisees as well. Correct. That means um, they are the people, of course, they are going to sign the franchising. Um, what's happening with the person sign for a franchising? You mean, how is the process? Correct. Um, yeah. What's the process? Yeah. Well, after, I mean, once we have a franchise that is ready to be franchised, um, regardless of the sector, um, leads are generated it, there's a certain um, um, marketing uh, usually social media it's the most cost effective and somebody c c expresses an interest um, so we go through something similar to um, uh, recruiting for a position because the first thing you do when when you recruit is that a you look at a cv um, okay. and that cv you know that is um, written to gain an interview and, and most TVs are uh, polished and, and probably uh, uh, a bit exaggerated on the, the positive side um, but it gives you an, an in-depth uh, uh, or an overview of, of that person or, or business because it could be a business not not a person that is applying and then we we carry out an initial interview and there's a certain way of, of profiling that um, we have in mind and we have a, a pre-agreed um, with the franchise franchisor um, um, so there are boxes that needs to be ticked in that first initial casual interview where we learn about the background of the person applying or the business applying. Um, um, are they fit? Um, do they have um, the uh, capabilities, financial and otherwise, to become a, a, a franchisee once they pass that? then it's more of a, a brainstorming and discussions between the two parties to come to an agreement whereby um, um, either the, we, we uh, reach an agreement or we um, walk away. Fantastic. Uh, of course, uh, this is, seems another fundamental moment of the whole the process. Um, what are the benefits for a franchisee, so someone that signs an existing franchising model? We discuss about the benefits for a franchisor. What are the benefits in terms of business risks uh, that a franchisee can uh, can meet? Um, if you go on a Google search, and I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, the second time I bring Google, but we know <laughs> that you know. It's, well, it's, yes, I mean the, it's, the, it's the, the, the home, major way. It's the home library, um, and you carry out a, a survey um, about SME. Um, success after five years or you you'll find out 
depending where what region that usually a big and high percentage of startups and SMEs um, do not make it past the five-year mark and we're talking maybe 80 percent uh, will vanish is that true <laughs> uh, it, it is a fact and and there are good reasons for that um, one of them is um, um, under planning um, the other is is uh, finance maybe it's the best idea in the world but they don't have access to finance and they cannot and the first cash flow issue they face they they have to um, but, but that's a different subject but if you carry out the same um, survey with startups in franchising you'll find that the reverse is the case you'll find out that more than 90 percent of um, those businesses that started with a franchise regardless of the sector or the type of franchise will continue to be there and will be successful five ten years later the reason is again very simple a you as we said you own your business but you're not on your own by uh, in your business um, training will be provided which is essential when you start on your own in a small business probably you're not trained maybe you know one thing but there are many things that you need to, to, to know about a business um, support is always there you have somebody who is a franchisor who has a vested interest in you becoming successful because they will only make money if you are successful um, and you have prepared properly because you will not enter into a franchise a franchisee will not allow it unless you have a proper business plan and most importantly you have allocated the resources financial or, or otherwise so there you go these these are the the a a b c and 101 of, of um, success in, a, in an sme fantastic this really seem no reason at least to consider franchising on both sides of the business from a franchisor or a franchisee so the message of today is really to consider to never exclude it as an opportunity for uh, for businesses yes absolutely 100 if you're a fr- if you own a business and it's successful and you're thinking of expanding definitely you need to consider franchising it doesn't mean it's it's, it's um, uh, suitable for everybody there are reasons that you know personal or otherwise that you don't want that but if you're successful you're profitable and you want to expand look at franchising because it's the most cost-effective way on the other side if you want to start a business unless you really know what you want to do and you are good at it if if you're an artist and you want to you know a, a start your business then go go do that if you're a singer if you're a um, um, you know but if you're not 100 sure and you have some some um, uh, savings and uh, you know you have skills that probably are transferable uh, but you're not aware then franchising is a safer bet for you than to go it alone fantastic um your role just to sum it up because we talk about therapy it is really beyond business here yes um you are a senior consultant to uh, franchising um so you're open to welcome any business that would like they would like to consider the opportunity and it might consider the opportunity correct absolutely how potential client they can contact you is linkedin the first uh, approach uh, possible well, yes, LinkedIn is, is, is one way. I, I get a lot of word of mouth. And I guess um, once you, you um, uh, 
this podcast go live then maybe uh, they can contact you and you yes be kind enough that's, to, that's, to refer them to me <laughs> that's one of the of the yeah. reason of the of this episode um Khaled, we arrive to the conclusion of this discussion is extremely has been extremely interesting um together and thanks to you we shine a light on something that sometimes is a little bit um left really seems as a secondary option in a world of business um And we achieve also the goal in, uh, in show and describe and articulate what are the benefits that are very clear and very um, well-defined um, uh, benefits for, again, we said the business that uh, can be a coffee shop, that can be a cupcake shop. Any business at the end can develop as a strategic way through franchise. And on the other side, um, potential business owner, people that want to go on their own, they have a certain capital. And... They might consider franchising as an opportunity where the risks are limited and the benefits are clear and well defined in the in front of them so thanks a lot for that Khaled. it's been an extremely extremely uh, interesting discussion thank you very much uh, marco i appreciate it and uh, it's a pleasure be- being here thank you very much uh, we inviting to subscribe to uh, the propeller uh, podcast across all the major podcasts Uh, channels uh, we are on google uh, spotify and apple and i wish you a fantastic and beautiful day for everyone in dubai and beyond and i invite you to listen to the next episode uh, thanks a lot again bye